Gospels, the book of Romans, chapter number six, and we are continuing in our series entitled The Rising. I'm really excited about what God is doing uh, here today, The Rising. When you get to Romans chapter number six, uh, say amen. 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 What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into his death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Pray with me. Father, in Jesus' precious name, we thank you that your rising from the dead, Lord, provided us with an extraordinary life, with an amazing life, Lord, that is second to none. Father, we thank you, Lord, that because you got up from the grave, that we can experience life, Lord, at a level that we've never known it before. This is the life. This is the life. This is the true life, the life that comes from the Son. So, Lord Jesus, as I stand here today, I ask, Lord, that you would help us. Help me. Father, I pray that you would blind the people, Lord, to who's standing here and open their eyes to the reality of your presence because there needs to be a deliverance. There needs to be, Father God, a freedom in you, God, to live a life that is so amazing and so incredible. So, Lord, baptize me afresh. Use me for this moment. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated in the Lord's presence. We talked last week about the resurrection and how that everything that Jesus did and everything that Jesus said was backed up by the fact that God raised him from the dead. So this week, I want to talk about the power over sin. Power over sin. Now, one of the great benefits of the resurrection of Jesus is that he has given us victory over sin. One of the things that we must understand and we must never, ever forget as a Christian is that when Christ died for you, 
He did not simply die to take you to heaven and to give you eternal security. That was not the only reason that he died. But another even more profound reason that Jesus died, he died to set us free from the power. Everybody say power. The power of sin. Now, perhaps you're sitting here today and maybe you feel like that you have been trapped. You've been trapped in some kind of sin, some kind of habit. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I don't know, maybe, you know, I'm always going to be struggling with this. My life is never, ever going to change. And though you gave your life to Christ, you still find yourself in some ways still being defeated by sin. But I want you to know today that it is not God's will for you to be dominated by sin. You do not have to live your life being a slave to sin. How many know that part of your inheritance is freedom? Freedom. I mean, come on, church, the most beautiful and amazing thing about being a Christian is that I'm not a slave to sin. I don't have to do what I used to do because God gave me the power to overcome it. And yet, and, 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 and hear me, and yet there are, there are, in so many cases, we overemphasize grace to the extent now, to the extent that we allow people to think that grace is, allows us to sin. And so what we say to people is, oh, you know, it's a God understands. And, you know, God do understand. But how do we know that even though God understands, what God understands is that by you being a slave to sin, you're not winning. You're not winning. No one is, none of us are winning when, listen, we can go around and say, Lord, I'm, we can tell people, oh, God, I've been changed by Jesus Christ. And yet at the same token, we're still being a slave of sin. That is not the will of God. And so what I say is good to emphasize grace because I love grace. I think grace is important. But how I many you know, I think we need to emphasize the beauty of being free. The beauty of being able to say, man, you know, I, I used to be bound to that sin. I used to be bound to lust. I, I used to be bound to addiction. And, 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 you know, I used to be a slave at whatever Satan wanted me. I used to do it, but now I'm free. How many of you have ever had the chains come off and you feel real good about it? See, this is, I want you to understand that this is part of your inheritance. And the enemy has been robbing some of us because he wants us to listen, because he, he, the enemy wants us to live ghetto Christianity. <laughs> you know what ghetto Christianity is? It's just sin. How far I can get with my sin uh, where I don't make God too mad at me? How far can I push the envelope? Yo, just tell me, how far can I go? I know I'm saving all that, you know, but, but, but how far can I flirt with sin and not have God getting me? How many know that's ghetto living? God did. How many know that everything Christ did, he, he, he did to set you free from the way of thinking? I don't want to live my life. How many of you know people that are bound and hooked on sin? How many know it is not a good feeling? 
boy, when I first came to Christ, some of you can testify. Man, when, I, when, when we first came to Christ, I remember the freedom that I had. I can remember the day driving down the road and the, sun, the sky was sunny and every, the birds were singing. Everything was different because I no longer was a slave to all the stuff that I did. I actually now, when I got raised from the dead, I can say I'm free. I don't have to do it anymore. I don't want it in my life anymore. And the devil, somehow the devil wants to make you think that somehow doing the same thing that you did before, by the way, the thing that drove you to Christ in the first place, it makes you think that somehow that you can find joy and satisfaction out of it, but you never do, temporarily. But then you end up and you realize, I don't like this. Freedom that Christ has set us free. Don't be again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Church, how many know it's not okay to sin? Can I say that again? I I know some folks say, man, it's it's all right, God. Let me tell you something. It is never okay to sin. Never. Let me tell you why. Because the wages of sin is what? Death. Sin has consequences. Sin destroys the lives of people. So I don't care what people say. How many know that there's a kind of Christianity out there that, that really says that people live any kind of way you want? God forgive you. Like one guy used to tell me all the time, man, I'm, you know, I like to play a little round. I like to lust a little bit, have my little fun. But, but you know, I'm still good. And I'm sitting there looking at this brother like, brother, you are bound. You are not free. And how many know that it's time for the devil to stop stealing from us? I want to focus on the beauty of living the resurrected life. I want to know what it feels like to be able to walk through some stuff and be free as a bird. I don't have to do it no more. I mean, look at the neighbor and say, you don't have to do it no more. Part of this is, I, w- I want to take you back to this. I want to read a couple of verses that will help us, I think, as we develop this uh, sermon. The resurrection life calls us out of sin. Now, one of the things we must understand is that when Jesus, from the very, very beginning, when Jesus first died, how many know that it it has always been God's plan, always, that we live a life that is free from the power of sin? Y'all hear that? It has always been uh, from the very beginning. So Jesus just, as we said before, Jesus just didn't come to just, Get us into heaven, but Jesus came to give us victory right here. How many know? I, I, listen, that's what this church is about. I don't want you, listen, I don't want you just shouting in church and weeping at home. Are you hearing me? I don't want you doing the dance, but then you're going home and you still don't have no victory. How many know the devil is a liar? So, so watch this. It has been God's plan all the way from the beginning that we live a holy life. Let me give you a couple of verses to prove that. John, this is, now this is post-resurrection. This is, this is after Christ rose again from the dead. This is now you having received Christ as Savior. That is the context of these verses. Look at this. 1 John, verses 3 and 8 says this. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the what? Beginning. For this purpose, and get this. For this purpose, the Son of God, Jesus, was manifest. Watch this that he might destroy the works of the devil. Y'all get that? 
From the, from the very beginning, Jesus was manifest. Why was he manifest? Jesus came to destroy the works. Everybody say the works. The works of the devil. That's lust, immorality, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, sin, lust, adultery. The list can go on and on. These are the works of Satan. From the very beginning, Jesus was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. This was God's plan from the beginning. How many know? That Christ don't want you and I to still be yanked and pulled around by Satan like some little rag doll. Now, how many know that he's an abusive slave master? Oh, he abused you. First Peter 2.9 says this, but you are a chosen. Everybody say chosen. This is who you are. All right. I want you to get this. A royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. His own special people. Isn't that good news? We belong to God. That you may proclaim, watch this church, the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look what he's called us out of. He called us out of darkness. This is the call. Out of darkness. God don't want you dwelling in darkness. God don't want you stuck in sin. God don't want you being uh, depressed. God don't want you being whipped. He called you out of darkness. Watch this church. Who were once not a people, but now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you, listen to this. This is Peter talking. He says, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you got some fleshly lust that's warring all the time? If, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're really saved, you sense this war going on. Is anybody out there hear me? You know, there's a war. You know, you're always fighting. Right? There's this war inside of you. Now, if there's no war going on inside of you, you better check yourself. <laughs> because how many know that if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, there is a war. There's a fight. And your flesh is trying to do its best to overtake you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, now hear that. You know, we're talking about the resurrection life. If anyone who is in Christ, anyone who's in Christ, he is a new creation. In other words, isn't it, isn't it amazing that no matter what you did in your life, no matter what your past life was, some of us was terrible. Some of us, you know, some of you had some real strong hangups in your past life. Some of you were dangerous in your past life. But no matter what you were in your past life, how do we know that when you come to Christ, you become a new creation? In other words, God wipes the slate completely clean as if you never sinned a day in your life. How do we know that's good news? He said, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, what becomes new? How do we know the world is still the same? The people around you, they're still the same, right? The systems that we encounter every day are still the same. But you know what's different? You have been different. You have a different worldview. You process life differently. You see life completely differently. Your perspective, your attitude, your worldview, everything about you changed. Everything about you now has become new. This is who we are. Romans 6, verses 1 and 3. Look at this. And Paul takes it home. We read this at the beginning. Paul says, what shall we say then? 
Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? See, Paul, before he made that particular statement in Romans chapter 6, verse number 1, Paul had just finished describing how that we were all saved by his grace. Paul had described that we were saved by his grace. Paul had described and that we were, we were kept by his grace. And so Paul gave this big old dissertation about how the, the, the Jesus and his grace and his power alone saved us. Aren't you glad that he saved you this morning? Is anybody here glad to be saved this morning? Paul, was, Paul said, listen, Paul said, look, he, say, he, he goes through his whole thing. He said, by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift of God. But then it's like Paul got inside of our heads. Because, you know, you always find folk that want to try to abuse the situation. You know what I'm talking about. So Paul asked a rhetorical question. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? All right. So Paul is like thinking. He's thinking along with us. He says, you know, since Christ did all of this for us, well, you know, since we're saved by his grace and we, ha- we didn't have to work to get ourselves into heaven, let me know that you don't work to get into heaven. You believe. No, no, some of y'all don't get You don't work your way into heaven. Does anybody here believe that? You can't, you're not good enough. You can't perform. You can't work your way into heaven. No way you can do it. So Paul says here, he says, now watch this. So he was, he was thinking because some folks were saying this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, since I've been saved by his grace and I'm kept by his grace, can I just go ahead and just sin it up? Can I just go ahead and just have a blast? Can I just go ahead and just, and just feed my flesh? We know what Paul says in verse 2. He says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Now, now watch what Paul is saying. Listen to what Paul is saying here. Paul asked the question, then he answers it with an emphatic no. In other words, here's what he's saying. Why would you even think that way? Why would you even want to go back to the same old life that God delivered you from? Why do you want to go back and, and live in sin? Why do you even want to entertain that? Paul says, why do you want to do that? In fact, why are you thinking that way? Do you not know that you are different? I mean, you came, how many of you came to Christ because you realized that where you were was no good? Come on. You realized that the life that you had was jacked up. So Paul's argument is, why on God's earth do you want to go back and do the same thing that you, he said, why do you want to do that? Why are you even bringing that up? I believe if Paul was here today, Paul would say, that's a stupid question. <laughs> Allow me. Paul would say, that is one of the dumb questions that you can never ask. How? He said, shall we continue? He said, no, I don't want to do that. I've been set free. He said he died so that I could be set free from my sin. I don't want to go back. How many know back in the day when the slave was, was in chains and when they got set free, how many know they didn't want to go back? A lot of them. They really, I mean, especially the ones who got abused. And how many know the enemy, he's an abusive slave owner? <laughs> you know, they said, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm God. I, don't, I want freedom. Everybody wants freedom. How many know that Christ has given you that over sin? You don't have to be. You're sitting here today. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, you do not have to be a slave to sin. You can live in victory over sin. In fact, it's God's will that you do. 
live in victory over sin. Let's talk about how the resurrection life provides power over sin. Now, Romans 8, verses 10 and 11. Go ahead and turn there real quick. Romans 8, verses 10 and 11. And it reads, watch this. And Christ lives within you. Now, how many know that God knew that you can pull this thing off by yourself? Isn't God good? Because not only did he save you, but he knew that you could not pull the thing off by yourself. That you weren't good enough, you weren't smart enough, you weren't educated enough. You, you couldn't, how many know you can't pull this thing off by yourself? How many know you needed some help? Come on. How many know you need help? You can't live the Christian life in your flesh. You can't reason the Christian, you can't reason this thing out. How many, how many know, how many of you tried that you realize it don't, it don't happen that way? You need power. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, he said, before you take a move, before you do anything, you need to sit until you get filled with power from on high. How many know that God has not only saved us when we came to him, we were raised with him, but he also gave us the power to live right. That's why Paul says, that's why Paul can say, don't let sin reign in your bodies. Romans 8, verses 10 and 11. Look at this. And Christ lives within you. Boy, that's big right there. Stop right there for a moment. Let that, let that settle in your heart. And Christ lives within you. Christ lives within you. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, church. Christ lives within you. Think about it. All the glory, the power of Christ that same spirit, listen to, listen, listen to this, lives inside of you. Now, this is in the New Living Translation because I really think it drives home the point very well. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives life because you have been made right with God. And look at verse number 11. So the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, now hear this, lives in you. You get that? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of you. But isn't that amazing? Watch this. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by his same spirit living within you. Now, we understand that there is a future resurrection of our bodies. We understand that, that there's coming a point in time that, that, that you're not going to be sick no more. You're going to have a re- resurrected body. And uh, I, I mean, some of you are going to look, you're going to have no more pimples. You're going to have no more bumps. Uh, you're going to have to put on no makeup. Brothers, you're going to have to get those tummy tuckers. You ain't have to, all that stuff, it's going to be over. There's coming a time when you're going to be free from that. But in the meantime, here's what he did. He provided us a way so that we don't have to be a slave to the old lifestyle. And you know what that way is? He came to live on the inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now watch this. John 14, verses 15 through 18. A couple of verses here I just wanted, I think it's important to to highlight these verses because I want you to develop a strong conviction, because I don't want you, listen, I don't want you to be a slave to sin, and I don't want you to make any more excuses for sin, no more. Look at this, John 14, 15 through 18 says this. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, look at this, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him, nor knows him, but you know him. Why do you know him? 
Watch this. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, this is where your power lies. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So this was the promise that Jesus made. Jesus said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to not only, I'm going to, I'm going to pay your sin debt. I'm going to make you alive. I'm going to quicken you. But then what I'm going to do to help you, I'm going to, I'm going to come and I'm going to give you power to live the life that you cannot live in and of yourself. This is why a lot of people get in trouble. You ever see folks who, who listen, folks who are not really haven't been redeemed yet? Because how many know the Bible says if any man have not the spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him? See, so you can't fake it to make it. Either you, I, my, old, my, old, my old uncle used to say this, and I remember he was saying, he was preaching a sermon. It was actually, it was at a funeral, and he was talking about, and he, he made a comment. He said, you know, uh, you know they, always, they got all these books teaching you how to, how to walk in the spirit. And one thing he said to me that resonated with me, I never forgot. He said, either you got the spirit or you don't. <laughs> if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, if you have the spirit of Christ inside of you now, you belong to God. But not only that, you have been given the power now so that you can overcome. That's why Jesus is living on the inside of you. That's why we can say today that you can say no. I'm not going to do that. Now, how many know that God never, ever override our ability to uh, make a choice? Choose this day whom you will serve. How many know that you can be free, you can be declared free, but you can also, you can return back to your old life as a Christian or back to your old ways? How many know what I'm talking about? Some of us have experienced that. It hasn't been a pleasant thing. He says now in Romans 8.1, there is therefore now, everybody say now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh, watch this, but walk after the Spirit. So now that you have the Spirit of God inside of you, how many know that the Spirit of God will, will check you? The Spirit of God will communicate to you. The Spirit of God will convict you. The Spirit of God will let you know when you're going the wrong way. The Spirit of God will convict you about an attitude. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many, of you, how many of you thought to do one thing and the Holy Spirit convicted you? You said, no, I can't do that. How many, of you have, how many times have you wanted to go off? How many times have you wanted to hurt somebody, but the Holy Spirit told you, no, uh-uh, don't do it? How many of you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and you listen, and because you listen, you are kept today. Or you would be locked up in Jesus' name. So, so some of us, some of us, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit, he said now, therefore, there is no, therefore there, now there is no condemnation uh, to those who are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh. So I'm not going to walk, watch this, because I have the Spirit of God inside of me. When Jesus raised me from the dead, he put his Spirit inside of me. Now watch this, now watch this. I no longer, I'm going to follow the dictates of my flesh. Now here's the thing that we got to understand about your flesh. Your flesh still wants to pull you towards sin. Are you hearing this? Your flesh, your flesh is dirty, ugly, nasty. Your flesh didn't get redeemed. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know. Your flesh didn't get redeemed. Your spirit man got redeemed. So there, there's the war. So he says now, he said, there is now no, he said, therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in. Everybody say in. You got to be in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit. So now, so now watch this. The Holy Spirit is in me. He's speaking to me. So now my job, my goal now is I'm going to follow the dictates of the spirit because I have him living on the inside of me. He said, Paul said in Galatians 5, 16, I say then walk in the spirit. Everybody say walk. 
walk in the spirit. See? He says, walk in the spirit. Now, he's telling you to walk in the spirit because you have the option not to walk in the spirit. The very reason he says walk in the spirit tells you that you have a choice. So he says, walk then in the spirit, watch this, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the way that we overcome sin is, watch this, church, we walk in the spirit. Now, let's, let's talk about how the resurrection life provides freedom from sin. Let's, let's, uh, let me get, my, uh, let me get my, my two folks that are supposed to help me. I got a couple of people coming up. And they're going to help me with this. And look at, and as they're coming, look at Romans chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. He says, knowing this, all right, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Christ. Everybody say crucified. Come on, church. Everybody say crucified. That the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, here's the way you need to see this. How many know that the old man is, was crucified? See, when you came to Christ, they should have told you. Here's what they should have said to you. They should have said, when you came to Christ, when you, as, as, if you're ready to come and make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you need to understand something right now. You're about to kill somebody. There's going to be a death right here. There's going to be a death. That old man, you're going to die. But Christ said, if any man come out to me, he must first deny himself, take up his cross, and do what? Follow me. There has to be a death. So my old man coming to Christ, watch this. My old man is crucified. I'm getting rid of him. Watch this. That the body of sin might be done away with. That now, watch this. We no longer should be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, here's the question. Did you die? Did the old you die yet? Now you have to answer that question. Is the old you still kicking alive and well, or did that old you die? Because if the old you died and you came to Christ, you're free. Look at your neighbor and say, you're free. You've been set free. You have been set free. For he who died, the verse says in verse number seven, is freed from sin. Romans 6.11 says this, Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So you got to see yourself as, see yourself walking away from sin. See yourself not being dictated by what sin wants you to do. So, so I brought this great analogy up here. So now let me know that this is a person who is bound. Come on, stand up front, right? He is bound, right? And he is not just bound in terms of what you can see, but it's like, you know, what, what Satan does, you know, when Satan, when Satan, when he got you bound, I mean, he drag you all over the place, follow me. He says, bow, 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 yeah, bow, bow. Stand up. Walk this way. Walk that way. Do this. Jump. <laughs> Sit. Lick the floor. Oh, no. no, don't do that. <laughs> Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. All right? So the point is, he is bound right now. And that's how a lot of Christians are. They are hooked. See? They're running it like this. And Satan does whatever he wants to do in your life. See, it's kind of like, you know how Satan does? It's kind of like a pimp 
what a pimp would tell a prostitute. He would say, a pimp promised a prostitute the world. Y'all know what I'm talking about? A pimp. So, oh, I'm gonna be, you're going to make lots of money. It's going to be great. And, and how many know that it always ends up bad, abused, whipped, hurt, dejected? But it starts with being bound. Now, come here. Take, take the cuffs off. Now, see, hopefully my son can get this right. He's supposed to take the cuffs off. I wish I had Edwin up here because I wouldn't have taken them off. Amen. That's a joke. Uh, now, hold on for a second. Now, watch this. Now, he's free now, right? He's free. Walk. Walk this way. He's free. He's been set free. See, no longer does he have these chains on him now. See? He doesn't have, listen to me, I can say to him, sin. Jump. Do what I say. You stupid. You see that? See, he's free. But here's what we do sometimes. Here's what we do as Christians sometimes. We go right back. Even though we're free. Everybody say free. free. What we do sometimes, we go right back and we say, uh, by the way, um, can I have those cuffs again? Uh, can, can, can you do me a favor and, and put these back on? Now, now he, was, he was free. But every time we come back to sin, every time we sin against God, it's like this. Watch this. It's like we're saying, Put the cuffs back on me. I want to flirt with this just a little while longer. Now, here's the problem. Was he set free? Yes, he was. But here's his issue. We have a choice. Either you can stay free or you can go back to where you were. It's your choice. I don't know about you, but I don't like this. There are too many people who look like this in the spirit. How many know this ain't a happy look? This ain't a happy look. But take the cuffs off one more time. See? All right. Everybody say freedom. All right. Here we go. Now, would you put your hands up like you got the freedom? You got it? There you go. There you go. This, this is victory right here. This is victory. So come on, give him a hand. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. So understand something. Romans 6.12 says this. Listen to this verse, church. It says this. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your body that you should obey its lust. He said, therefore, now, Christ has set you free. You can't blame, listen, I know, I know this is hard. This is going to be a hard pill for some folks to swallow. You can't blame Jesus for your problems because he paid the sin debt. He set you free. But how many know that we live in a generation day that people don't want to take responsibility for what they're doing? And it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Y'all remember? They never, people, the human nature never ever want to take responsibility. Well, when Paul says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your body, he's saying, it's your choice. You can let it reign or you can choose to be free. Or you can uh, choose to walk in the grace that God has given to each and every one of us. And how many know he has set us all free? So I don't know about you, but I want to stay free. Romans 8, 12, this, and, I'm, and I'm closing with this. Look at this. Romans 8, 12 through 14 says this. 
while the piano is playing. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh. Listen to this, church. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Galatians 5.13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. You see, the, the, the fact of the matter is, when Jesus got up from that grave, he did so much more. And I believe that Bible, there's a scripture in the, in the Bible, in Hosea, in, in the book of Hosea, and it says this, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's a lot of God's people who are comfortable not knowing. There are a lot of people who are in bondage today because they don't understand the full ramification of what Christ did. And the fact of the matter is, you don't have to live a life of sin. You don't have to keep, you don't have to, you don't have to be in and out of sin. You don't have to be in and out of rehab. You don't have to be in and out. You can be free because that's what Jesus purchased for you. It's part of your inheritance. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. I don't know about you, but I have determined that I want everything that God has for me. I don't want to leave this earth and not have it tapped into all the fullness of what it means to walk with God. I mean, because this life is a good life. This life is the best life. I'm telling you today, I am so happy. And I mean, if, listen, I can jump out of my skin. I am so happy with my life. Not because I don't have any problems, not because I don't have challenges, but because I know I got the victory. And I'm not a slave to what everybody else is slaving over. I'm free. And who the sun says free is free indeed. Do yourself a favor. Stay free. Stay free. Don't go back. I don't care how, listen, I don't care how good he looks. I don't care how many muscles he has. I don't care how sexy she is. I don't care how pretty she is. I don't care how much money they promise you. Do not go back into sin. Don't do it. Because the wages of sin is death. How many know that Satan, when he demands payment, he is not nice? Oh, no. He is, not, he is hard. He, he will leave you beaten, abused, and Satan will leave you there for dead. He'll promise you everything, and he'll kill you. He'll steal your life if you let him. But Jesus, see, say if he can't, listen, if he know you're saved, he can't, if he can't change that, you know the next thing he's going to try to do? Keep you in bondage. If he can't mess with your salvation, here's what he'll do. He'll keep you unhappy. He'll keep you in bondage. He'll keep you ineffective so that you can't do anything for God because you're bound. How many know that it's hard to serve God when you're bound? Y'all know what I'm talking about. So here's what you got to do. Stop flirting with sin. They used to say to me a long time ago as a kid that if you play with matches, you'll get what? We need to make a decision. Some of us fall into sin and we're slaves to sin because we flirt with it. 
We like to hang around the edges. Can I say to you today, stop hanging around the edges. Do what God told you to do. Don't play with it. Don't toy with it. Stay free. Enjoy your freedom. Walk around saying, I'm free. Don't walk around saying, oh, I need to go to the altar again. Listen, the altar is here for everybody who needs it. Trust me. But I don't need to be coming to the altar every week for the same old thing. Come on, church. Come on, church. I don't need to keep coming every week. He died so that I don't have to do it. Take what's yours. Take your inheritance and live free in Jesus. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.